We're live. You know I can be well, I've got an interesting story. Apparently my mom, and I have pictures, I've seen pictures, met the aunt of Elvis Presley. And so that's why I want to start off a little bit with Elvis. And would you know it, Mike Myers, Radio Hope, not only did, I, did she meet Elvis's aunt, she got a blessing during her birth, during her pregnancy, by the aunt of Elvis Presley. All right, now I can't hear it. Where's your... Oh, oh, that's why I can't hear you. Hold on. Because I, again, muted the thing. There we go. I got you. I got you. All right. No, yeah. so what do you think about that? That, that Elvis Presley's aunt blessed my mom's stomach while she was pregnant. Well, actually, I, I had you muted. I didn't hear what you say. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I think that's pretty cool. That's, that's, pretty, that's pretty neat. And according to her, it was outside the recording studio of Elvis, which is kind of eerie considering the fact that I'm now recording with an Elvis lamp next to me. Here, let me show you. There it is. Oh, my. Look at that. There's the Elvis lamp. Oh, so, yeah. I, uh, I I just find that kind of interesting that she blessed me, blessed my mom's stomach outside the recording studio. Now I'm recording in front of Elvis Lamp. I don't know. That feels full circle it, to me. What, has, it, has it helped? It has. I mean, of course, I love it. And it's a little lighter now that I got it. No, 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 no. Not, not the lamp. Does the blessing help? Well, yeah. And I think I'm convinced now that her blessing helped me get into radio because it was right outside a recording studio for Elvis. So there's a so connection. You really, there. you really see things that a lot... Um, do you, do you have a psychiatrist? Have you thought of No, no. It's just my own. <laughs> no, here's the reason I'm saying that. Yesterday was a doozer of a day, and a young lady came over that I hadn't seen for a while, and uh, she uh, she has been seeing things, hearing things, um, imagining things. She's living in serious paranoia at times, but it's only when she comes back to Jesus that mm. she gets clarity. Isn't that amazing? It is. It is pretty beautiful. And to that point, Elvis's family was Christian. And so my mom said it was a Christian blessing on her stomach. So I truly believe he had a role in that, too. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he he's always there. But now... And it is calming when you think of it. Like in the fritz of things, and all of a sudden you know that he's with you right next to you. It's like, oh, okay, this all makes sense now type of feeling I get anyway. Well, it's actually even more intimate than that because knowing – see, I'm going to get all weird on you, and I'm not even going to apologize. Knowing him, I mean, he he no longer lives in buildings made by man's hands, but he indwells those of his that – and this gets freaky – that he okay. chose, that he chose. You mean I don't have any? What the what? All right, never mind. I'm excited. Well, no, expand on that because now I'm curious to know what, where we were going with that. Well, um, um, I I reconnected with the gentleman that I uh, we used to have him a little short feature of his on 
K-F-A-G-Q. That's keep faithful, go quickly. And I reconnected with him day before yesterday. Oh, my gosh. His name is Bill Fay. And this guy, why am I bringing all this up? Here's a question. If you were to die today, and we don't know. We don't know, right? (laughs) Right. We don't know. Kobe cough. But that's okay. (laughs) So, by the way, somebody on Facebook, after I posted that I uh, had to cancel the interview yesterday with Eric Kretzinger, he said, well, so much for optimism. A, Mike. You know what I want to do? I just want to bop him one. Because you're a realist. By the way, this whole spittle thing, it reminds me of Seinfeld, where the spit goes from Kramer's mouth off Uh-oh. of Newman and it hits Hernandez or something like no the spit goes from Hernandez no sir to Kramer to to Newman oh man i i guess you haven't watched that show you have to watch it no but i'm going to pull that one up that it's i fantastic. need i need some relief <laughs> but uh no if i were to go today that sounds yeah. so weird to say why i would be very satisfied and i tell you why I've left all my recordings on the table. I've left my writings on the table. I've left it all out there for people right, to see right, when I go. Right. Where, where would you go? You mean in heaven? Where would I go yeah. in heaven? Or no? Would Would you go? Or would, would you? I I think it's a great question. I feel like I've done a good thing on this earth, so I think I I should go. So it's based on your goodness. So God wasted a perfectly good son by having him die on a cross. 2,000 years ago, because mm-hmm. I can be good enough. You know, being good enough is like trying to pass a watermelon. It'll kill you. I know that's gross to say that. I got called in the pastor's office after saying that on our oh, church program. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I got called into the into the pastor's office after saying that on our... And that was just yesterday, night. ladies and gentlemen. What? And that was just yesterday, ladies and gentlemen. I got called you, in the pastor's office. I'm making a joke. Like it wasn't when you were a kid. You just said it like two days ago, and you got called in. I'm trying to be funny. I guess I went over the head. Oh, so now I'm too shallow to get your humor. Oh, you know what, Alex? I, that's oh wow, wow. No, but anyway. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a great day. Hey, I was open again, so that is a pretty good day. Well, I thought about posting that on the two Boone public pages and thought, you know what, Mike, you're just stirring the pot. And I could at least say, well, I'm not smoking it like you guys. I wish I had a rim shot because that's a good, that's a good, that feels like a joke. I need a rim shot for my thingy. Let's see. I don't have one here. I need to add a rim shot to my, my, I thought. By the way, I know that you're not a big sports fan, but you know, your namesake town is home, is the same name as our manager here in New York, Aaron Boone. Really? Yeah. And, of course, the whole Boone legacy. You've had uh, Bob Boone, you had Brett Boone, and then you have Aaron Boone. And, that you know, Brett was a huge star in Seattle with the Mariners during the years of Ken Griffey Jr. Did you know, along with that, speaking of Boone, did you know that Boone is where uh, the uh, uh, toothbrush was invented? No, I have to look that up. Are you serious? Yeah, it's just one tooth. <laughs> Boone has a bit of a reputation when it comes to uh, Iowa State University in Ames. Evidently, Ames is getting their own uh, uh, zoo. Okay, that's nice, isn't it? I mean, 
Well, they've started to put the fence around Boone. <laughs> I love this town. Uh, Corona virus and all. I, I think love... it sounds like you need to be out of quarantine at this point. That's what it sounds. No, actually, officially, I guess aren't I in quarantine because I could have been COVIDated. Yeah, you could have COVIDated. You know, <laughs> though, you did mention a couple of minutes ago your yeah. your station name, which I think was great. Um, what was it? Something have faith, go quickly, something like that. Keep faithful, go quickly. And on that point, keep faithful and go quickly. How, I mean, I feel like now we're not supposed to go quickly when it comes to reading the Bible in the morning. Like this was all, a, this was all meant to get us to read and to be more with him every morning because we're always on the go, right? So how does this change worshiping? We can't be on the go anymore. I don't think so anyway after all this. Or when we are, how do we include him more than we did before all this happened? Uh, wow, that's, uh, <laughs> you know, Alex, that's a fantastic question. I've pondered that along with the, uh, lint in my navel for just starting right now. I just started pondering it. That's a great question. I am getting more and more pumped about if, if what you believe were not true, would you want to know that it wasn't true? Yeah, I'd want to know. Like what? What are you talking about? I think well, it varies by circumstance here. But. Well, I, it's just some very straightforward questions. And uh, <laughs> So if you were to die right this moment, mm -hmm. where would you go? I'd still say heaven. And you would go to heaven because why? I don't know. I just think I've done what I needed to on this earth. and I... Right. Now we're back to how good you are. We can't do it. Alex, we, the, the commandments are put there to show us how screwed up we are. When's the last well, yeah, time you course. lusted? You want to give us detail? Any more yeah. dreams? Just kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry. You may not want to have me on anymore in the morning. Anymore in the morning. In the morning. No, this I'm is this is interesting. I mean, sure, I... I'm should ask for forgiveness on things, but but <laughs> he became. See, I don't want to. You know what, Mike? What, Mike? Why do you keep on apologizing? Well, because I don't want to. I don't want to turn anybody away. Well, why not? Well, because I love people, and I. Okay. You okay? <laughs> I am, believe it or not, I'm perfectly fine. I'm perfect in him, <laughs> but left of myself. You see, we get his perfectness. It's mm. imputed. See, now we're going to get into big words. And that blows me away. My poor mother still believes that she's going to hear, depart from me, for I never knew you. Wait a minute. Depart from me, for I never knew you. <laughs> Well, no, I mean... Um, it breaks my heart. That does. So why is she afraid of that? Because she knows... She, Be why? Because unlike you, she doesn't think she's been good enough. Oh, slam. Oh, my gosh. Oh. I, I, <laughs> I know I haven't. Well, we I haven't been, but I think we can say... Well, then, if you say you deserve to be in heaven, then you sound self-righteous, right? So that's also Exactly. Exactly. That's, it, that's, that's the problem. 
if because it, because it comes off as well i've been good enough i can't be good enough it's not a possibility there's no and way so the I answer can... to your question should be we'll let god decide and do you think god has already decided that or I is it still out is the jury I, you know, still here's out? the thing i think he puts everybody on earth right but I do believe the criminals that we have and all those that cause really horrible things do go off his path. And therefore, he wasn't he, – they are not representative of why, why God made them. Let's put it that way. So you believe we come out of the chute um, perfect? Yeah, I think he makes us all, and then we all have the Pandora's box happen. And then – so if we, if we came out of the box perfect – do you have to teach a baby how to be greedy? Or do you think they'd learn that from watching their parents steal food from each other? Well, I think they would <laughs> learn that. No, but you're not no, but there are households like that. That's the problem. Well, there are, but but if there were no households like that, which there are, which just proves our imperfectness. And if that's the case, then nobody's getting in because God only accepts perfect people. I'm just saying, if we don't have his son's righteousness. What do we got? Our old sin nature. My old sin nature. I want to. I want to go off on this guy. That his name is Roy Holmes. Are and, you typing uh, I, him as you're on the air right now? No, I'm not going to go off on him because it would just. I would just fall into the vitriol. Do you know to hate somebody is the equivalent of murdering them? Mm. Did you know that? Well, I think in a way you're right. I didn't know that, but. Oh, it's not my opinion. It's what's in God's book. It's that book is. Do you know just to have lustful thoughts? Yes, is the same as committing adultery. Because he knows what we're thinking. That is true. And why is my Elvis lamp blinking? What are you doing here? It's like the light. (laughs) (laughs) So, when's the last time that you? uh, Let's see. Actually, I've been very. uh, I've just been worried about sleeping to begin with, so I've been focused on sleeping. How does that work? To just concentrate on trying to fall asleep because it's like i'm nasally and then all of a sudden my eyes get blurry and then i just want to go to sleep oh Uh, you ever tried drugs not to go to sleep (laughs) no no i am very wary though and see this is where you get my lecturer person uh, persona i'm worried about drugs that knock you out to make you go to sleep like i don't i couldn't agree with you more ambien the worst. Ambien is scary. I could tell you a story about I wet my bed as in a really old adult. <laughs> ninety seven. Not 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 ninety seven, the year the year ninety seven. Because I was yeah. I was in an intensive care unit in Des Moines. And they had you on Ambien or I couldn't sleep. I had ICU psychosis. So I was just kind of tooling around the room, uh, although I was, still, I was still in bed. Frequent flyer miles that night. That was weird. You I was seeing. Flew things. off the bed. No, I was. I I was. I the get this. So I'm laying in the bed. So you look up and you see the ceiling. Well, the ceiling became the wall. And okay, I just so kind you of felt like you were float. climbing up the. No, I felt like it was just kind of floating around the room because my brain was not getting the proper rest. It didn't get to reset. It didn't get to. 
good sleep is recreating. I mean, good dreams. Yeah. Yep. You ever woken up in the morning and thank God it was just a dream? Yeah, a lot of you yeah. your spouse or your girlfriend or your. That's or run late spouse. to work. My my thing is like I'm always oh, worried yeah. I'm run late to work. That's my fear. I don't know why, but it just is there. Same here. I have those kind of nightmares that I'm going to be late because if I'm not down here at seven, Alex is going to be upset because he's always. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm just kind of teasing. You remind me, this is like work, I forget, but I don't feel like this is work. This is podcasting. This is fun for me, but Rush Street. Tassels. I love those tassels. Look at that. <laughs> you love tassels. You want to talk more about it, Alex? <laughs> there you go, Volt. You don't want me on anymore. This is Oh, I do. This is this is part of my wake up call. So Oh, that's scary. You you do not want to wake up to the king of chaos. Why not? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Actually, that's Satan. Yeah, that is Satan. And I'm starting to believe more in that he really does exist, but we don't believe he exists. How many people do you think are being attacked in their in their thoughts right now because of this whole Corolla, Corona, COVID? A temptation, yeah. I mean... I think those who run the stores and try and steal paper towels and tissues, that is what it is. But when you start stealing from other people, that is like, that's behavior that's not godly. When you try and take it from someone else, that is where the temptation kicks in. So here's a, here's a good question for you. One of those commandments, thou, <clears throat> thou shalt not steal. Have you ever always put in your time for your boss or your company have you ever taken some maybe a longer break than you should have i have okay well so i just i don't even clock in sometimes if i don't have to work if i'm not working i'm not clocked in until i have to be clocked in that's the type of oh and i'm the guy that would wait until you know two seconds before just to be a smart alex alec baldwin <laughs> <laughs> Well, and this would be at the bus company you're talking about. No, no. Oh, radio no, work. Act, actually, the 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 uh, job that I have with the school, I'm paid. I'm paid for the trip, not the time. Okay. So I could actually make quote more money if I drove faster, but I would also put myself and other people at peril. So, Mike, just take your time, get your job done, don't freak, and uh, you may have COVID, and you may have given it to somebody else. <laughs> Let that go for your day. <laughs> I can just imagine Mike Myers, Radio Hope, the bus driver, next stop. Mike, what are you doing there? Next stop. No, don't say that, Mike. You know, I could just see that happening. N that you just start talking to yourself in the middle of announcing what stop the kids are getting off. No, no, no. It's a van. Oh, it's a van. Yeah, there's no microphone. Well, that's a but good I did, thing, I But I guess. did let the... Pardon me? That's a good thing, I guess. I mean... I, yeah, but there is a recorder. There is a video recorder. I did let the kids know up front that I can say... And I, I won't say the words because in the van I did say them. Because all you heard was... You just heard a lot of profanity. Mm. from you no from, from them the kids yeah and i have somebody very close to me that had the same route and they couldn't do it anymore because they couldn't stand 
the nastiness of these kids. And it's like, wow, you ever had nasty thoughts there, uh, Michael? Yes, I have. Again, to hate is the equivalent, as far as God's concerned, of, of murdering them. And so I we're all, we all fall short. Of course we do. And I, I've never really said this publicly, but I also believe. Maybe you don't want to say it publicly. No, I do. I think, because I think it's some kind of wisdom I have that God has put an expiration date on all of us. We just don't know it yet. Oh, no. Oh, no. Wait a minute. <laughs> Today's program, our days are numbered. Stop it. Are you kidding? Nope. I'm having a spiritual thing right now. It's coming up my legs. It needs to stop right there. That's the name. Our days are numbered. That is the name of today's show. I, I didn't even know that. But, no, but people, I didn't know that. Like, I didn't know that Stephen Colbert was going to say in this seat, cite the same article I did five minutes before on my podcast. So he and I talk about the same thing on our podcast it? and his show about this vaccine that could help kill the coronavirus in September if they get it right. That could. Yeah. And I had said the exact same things. And then I, I watched Colbert because, um, you know, I need some entertainment, but we're going to go to sleep. And he's literally citing the same article and saying the same things I did. It was very freaky. Are you telling me that he might have some hope? Yes, he does. Oh, good for him. I think that's great. You know, I think all these talk show hosts are going to be, uh, you know, what? it's not a Mel Brooks movie over there. Uh, he was twirling the tassels like you might see in the 1950s movies with the girls. Yeah, all that fun stuff. No, that was Rush Street, 1979. <clears throat> I don't know that Michael. movie, but okay. No, no, I made it up. Rush Street, Chicago, Illinois. Um, Do you know movie, about Rush Street? No, I don't know about Rush Street. Check it out sometime. No, you don't. Don't you don't have to. All right. <laughs> So your days are number. You're going to listen to that at 9 a.m. Eastern on Radio Hope on Spreaker.com. Mike Myers, always a pleasure. No, it's not. Be honest. It is. It's it's it's, it's a refreshing thing because my when people tune in, it's just me. I'm never like. I'm just kind of stable, I guess you'd say. <laughs> Wait a minute. I got to write that down. So Alex says he is more stable. No, Alex says I should be in a stable. I should quit horsing around. That's what <laughs> Alex said. No, that's no, fine. It's fine. We're done. I still our, love you, though. Our days are numbered. Wow. All right. Well, tune into that 9 a.m. Eastern, and we'll do it again tomorrow if I wake up. Ooh. Reminds before me before 8 a.m. Don't get any thoughts. Before 8 a.m., I mean, you know. If Easter. I die before I wake, that's scary. Why would you teach a little kid? That. What do you mean if I die? Is there a boogeyman under my bed too? Not you. Yeah. I'm saying if I wake up at 8 a.m. tomorrow, which no, I I'm just won't. saying how we, you know, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, mm. I pray the Lord my soul to take. <laughs> a little kid praying that two years old. Now I lay me down to sleep. Wait, they would have kids pray that? Oh, that's a that's a common prayer, for. For us Protestants. Oh. Yeah, that's how we are. I see that. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> well, no, because I, no, I'll be honest. I always thought you were, I guess it's because of Iowa and Boone. I always thought you were evangelical, but you're Protestant. Um, I actually, I'm a, fo I'm a lover and a follower of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs>
That's me. I'm not a particular flavor. I just wish no one would uh, discriminate people by their religion like Protestant, Lutheran. Even like they're all the same cause, are they not? They might go about it a different way, but well, ca- Catholics, and I don't know if you're of a Catholic flavor, but Catholics believe you need to be good enough to get into heaven. It's about your works. That's not. I'm just telling you, if what and that you was belie- Jesus too. I mean, that was Jesus's works. That's how he was able to go to heaven. Jesus's works. If what, but he completed those works perfectly because we can't. If what you believe were not true, would you want to know? And you know how you can find out? How? Check out the book. Mm, on that is, note, I'm gonna. On, yep. I'm on that yeah, note. I'm, I love that, and I've. I'm gonna pull up an interview. Actually, I, this is rare. I'm doing like an interview I aired yesterday again, because it's so important about the MTA shutting down its doors between 1 a.m. and 6 and 5 a.m. starting on Monday, or or whenever the sixth is May sixth. So you have a fascinating program. You, think you so? have um, you have amazing guests. You plug in with people that it, it's it, it's yeah. I I I don't idolize you because that would make God in second place. But I'm shaking, I, my, I'm I admire, shaking my finger at you for idolizing. I admire what you do, Thank and you. when I grow up, which I never will, I want to be more like Alex. Well, on that note. I, uh, I'm going to read more of the book because you told us to, and I really should get back into that. I used to do like every day I'd read and then I just stopped because I thought he was with me all the time. But now you're reminding me I need to keep reading. No, 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 no. But he still is, even though you don't. But the more you find out about him, it's kind of like getting, if you got a, if you got a love letter from your girlfriend, mm-hmm. wouldn't you be like, wow, I can't wait to read this. I kept so all of true. them. So Laura true. Gave me. When I get down, I read those. So true. And also, when I read it, I get excited about the verses I see. I'll tell you that much. When I see that, I'm like, wow, this verse hits home today, you know? Exactly. Isn't that exciting? It is. And by the way, do not be anxious. This is how I started this whole thing a couple weeks ago, and I still yeah. believe in that. So, Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. All right, Michael. We'll see you at 9 a.m. Talk to you tomorrow. We're out of here. We out. Talk to you soon. And as far as we go along here on Spreaker.com, we've got a, as I said, I'm going to replay the interview that uh, we aired last night, but it's still pretty fresh because he wrote an article, Jose Martinez did, on uh, the city and why. And I will tell you the title right now. Because it's a uh, pretty important piece you got to pick up at the city and why. There we go. It's called New York City Subway Late Night Closure Throws Some Riders Off Track. We will talk to him about what's happening this upcoming week with Jose Martinez right now thank you alex always a pleasure to talk transit with anyone and particularly with you well let's let's talk a little bit so he he comes out and first of all was this going to be happening was this a speculation that was just came true today or how did this all come about 
So what happened today is that the governor, uh, Andrew Cuomo, announces that the entire subway system, and this is really unprecedented, the entire subway system will be closing between the hours of 1 a.m. and 5 a.m. so that stations and trains can be disinfected on a nightly basis. Uh, That's during uh, a pandemic when the stations have been empty. Ridership has fallen more than 90 percent. But crime and filth have become major problems uh, in those stations, on those trains, for those people who are still using the subway system. So the aim of this is to perhaps uh, make things a little safer and certainly cleaner. Uh, It's not a good time for the MTA. It's not a good time for the people who still need that transit system to get around to their jobs at medical centers, at nursing homes. Uh, as home health aides, anything that's considered essential at this time. A lot of people still use the trains, but the situation is not good. So what we had seen in recent days was a lot of back and forth between the governor and between the mayor over what to do with the subway system. And today we get to the point where Cuomo says, all right, enough. This is what we're doing. We're shutting it down every night between 1 and 5 a.m. Jose Martinez, I I know that the governor has the ultimate control over the MTA, right? But I could also sense he has a very um, he's got a bit of a thing against De Blasio. You could just sense every time he talks about it, he wonders what happened to this mayor and whether he he took control. But how much could De Blasio have avoided this situation? Well, I'll tell you the the two uh, politicians have often been uh, frequent combatants over the last several years. And and that has been the case again uh, in the matter of what to do with the subway system. De Blasio at one point had called on the MTA to close terminal end of line stations uh, so that they could be cleaned. Uh, The MTA said no. Uh, Now you have it where the governor says that at the recommendation of the MTA, this is now going to happen where every night there's going to be daily disinfecting. Uh, of of subway stations where the homeless population has become a problem. But, you know, the MTA is uh, a state authority. It's uh, the chairman and and many of its board members are appointed by the governor. The governor has ultimate say over the MTA. But, and this is very important, the mayor has a role to play as well in that the mayor is uh, in charge, if you will, of the NYPD, which whose transit bureau patrols the subway system. So there's very much a role for the NYPD, uh, for the homeless service agencies to play here in terms of trying to make for a safer environment for those people who are still using the subway system at this time. And again, the ridership has all but disappeared. Uh, More than 90% drop in ridership. You think about that and where we were before this when you had more than 5.5 million people using the subway on weekdays. That's enormous. That's an enormous loss. But you do not want stations that are desolate, uh, filthy, or dangerous. Not at all. Jose Martinez, who we're talking to. Uh, And so, yes, there's a lot they could do now. I understand. Well, first of all, you told me the number of ridership in the middle of the night is still 10,000. Was that – is that right? It's about 11,000 people using the subway during that four-hour window. And that's the lowest ridership. So the governor explained today that – That's a good time to get in there, to do the work, to do the deep cleaning, to do the disinfecting, to do all the important things 
that will make the subway a somewhat more palatable environment during what really is a, a dark time for uh, for New Yorkers. Well, uh, here's the thing, folks. I'm also airing this tomorrow because the the drive time's over now. Like, but I want to get everybody prepared, and then tomorrow maybe send in your observations of what you see to Jose Martinez. Jose, where can they find you to actually report what it's been like after this period for for regular riders? Uh, well, I I'm at a nonprofit news outlet called The City. I'm a, I'm a veteran reporter here in the city of New York, but. About a year ago, when I when we started up the city, I, I joined here to cover transit for the city.nyc. So you can look us up there. And uh, I have to say, it's been a real privilege to work with uh, talented reporters, hardworking reporters who have cranked out a lot of unique stories. And not to toot our horn, but a lot of the stuff that we've done has then resulted in uh, coverage by other outlets. And And I think that Early on, we were on to something in terms of uh, the homeless issue in the city, in terms of the crime problem uh, in in the subway. We reported about the increase in robberies, uh, in terms of the MTA even flirting with the idea, thinking about bringing in the National Guard and extra security in the subway stations, uh, about, about the number of incidents the where Guard. there have been yeah. unruly people. Yeah, the, the National Guard system slowing service. The National Guard has definitely been mentioned when it comes to the NYC subway. But do you think we'll eventually get to that point or no? Right now, what the MTA has done is they have brought in their own police department, the MTA PD, uh, to supplement the NYPD in addition to bringing in some uh, uniform security officers, all of this to beef up the uniform presence, as they call it, in these stations to try and bring some bodies back to platforms, which are really desolate right now. And I talk to riders all the time. I talk to workers all the time and they report that it's creepy right now. Uh, Mm. All you need to do uh, as I've done in in my reporting is look at the number of incidents where unruly people are causing all types of problems in the subway. I reported the other day about a brawl between a guy who had uh, brass knuckles taking on a guy with a chain uh, there were reports of naked people running around in the subway system, of people literally getting on the tracks and mm. disrupting the movement of trains, of homeless people defecating and urinating. And this is the lifeblood of our city in right. normal times. So you've got to have a functional system. But this has really done a lot of damage to uh, the to the MTA, to its finances in particular. And... Uh, Again, it's made it difficult for those people who still rely on a subway system. But now we're going to see it running a little less with the hope that perhaps it can get cleaned up and service can be a little bit more efficient. And, you know, maybe eventually we will get back to something more closely uh, resembling the normalcy that we knew before March. Well, as March hit, there were a couple of things. First of all, well, as or April had actually uh, de Blasio said, hey, if you see subway crowding, report that. Was there many reports of that? Did anybody call in the 301 to say, hey, there's an overcrowded subway? Or did people feel that was an overreach of the mayor? Well, de Blasio has been asking people to drop dimes on each other in terms of uh, lack of social distancing. That's not just in the subway, but on the streets. But, you know, going back, oh, boy, yeah, we're going into March here, where the advice from the public officials uh, was, look, uh, if you got to take the subway, wait for the next train, 
uh, do not get into a crowded train. But really, it wasn't until about March 20-something that the MTA uh, significantly reduced service. And that wasn't just because of uh, the the coronavirus. It was, you know, a a factor of having fewer workers, workers who were out sick, workers who were infected, workers who were hospitalized, quarantined uh, because of the coronavirus. And you don't have enough crews to run trains. You got to reduce the frequency. Uh, this week, we did report that uh, the C train, uh, which had been on the shelf for about a month, is now back. Uh, the Q train is going to be running a bit more frequently uh, starting Friday. And the two and the four lines are running a little bit more frequently. And, and this mm-hmm. is all a product of the MTA having more workers coming back on duty. But let's not kid ourselves. The MTA has taken a tremendous hit it has lost close to 100 workers uh very tragic uh loss of life from bus drivers uh track workers train operators station agents all types of transit employees have uh died as a result of this well and thank god they're getting testing now that was a big story or earlier this week as well but uh, jose is there really a chance that people would just how are they going to make sure no one gets on these subways in a four four uh, hour span? I mean, we're New Yorkers; most of us can't even sit still. So, how are they going to make this happen? It's going to be tricky, and it's going to be very challenging. Uh, the governor uh, referred to this as one of the uh, most challenging undertakings ever taken on by the MTA. This is what he said: "Quote: This is going to be one of the most aggressive, creative, challenging undertakings that the MTA has done." going to require the MTA, the state, the city, the NYPD to all work together. And, you know, anybody that uh, follows things knows that that's not always easy to have all these entities working together, but it really serves uh, the well-being of the city and the public interest to have a functional transit system, particularly at a time when you have so many people who absolutely need it to get to their jobs. Well, right. And I know that some, the homeless, in addition to the subways, being removed from there, they're going to put them in hotels. We'll see how that plays out as well. Yeah, you know, you have police officers now going in the stations along with uh, social services workers in efforts to get some help for people who really do need it. Uh, This has been a problem that has been uh, brewing in the city and in the transit system for a long time. People who need help don't necessarily want it. They don't Mm. want to go to shelters for a variety of reasons, among them that they feel unsafe in the shelter. So a lot of ideas have been floated about using vacant hotel rooms now when you have a a city that's, you know, where the the hotel rooms are empty, using them as uh, makeshift shelters, if you will. But the the goal is to get people help and to restore some order uh, to, to a subway system that needs a little help. Could this help or us a lot in the long? It. Yeah, a lot. I mean, the the E train has always been the most notorious for the end of the line, and those that are homeless, they kind of con- congregate there. But is this a possible way to just eliminate that kind of lingering homelessness on the subways, or will it just get back to normal once all this is is done? And that all remains done? to be seen. You know, it's a really it's a larger social question of how does this city deal with its homeless issue. Uh, which, as we've reported in the city, is is an, a problem that has grown in recent years, that has uh, had a, a strange shelter system 
And the spillover, it goes right onto those, those platforms, on those benches, onto those trains. Uh, mm. There's no question that there's a lot of factors involved here, public safety, uh, public health, uh, social services, and they all have to work together because you don't want this problem to continue or to get worse because we are in for some tough times in this city uh, as a result and, and on the, in this country and on this planet as a result of this pandemic. But you, you really, uh, they, they want to try and control this before it gets worse. And, and, and really things are already uh, plenty rotten in the transit mm. system. Jose Martinez, Martinez, I'm talking to Jay Martinez, NYC. And so I guess now my that's other on question, Twitter. That's on, that's on Twitter. Yes, sir. Um, <laughs> could we see arrests during this four year, four, four hour plan? And, and to piggyback off of that, what did you see in nine 11? What was the response with the transit system back then after the attacks and how different is it now? Well, you know, it's, it's a different vibe, uh, entirely. That was a dark time. And that, that, that certainly strained the transit system as well. Uh, but this has something of a, it's, it's a longer lasting, uh, impact in terms of, uh, how it affects people's psyches, how it affects their relationship with mass transit. After 9-11, of course, lower Manhattan was in, uh, rough shape that's where the attack occurred uh but if you if you think back to then the city was able to rally this is a very different scenario where it's going to be a longer period for the city to come back get back on its feet and i think for the public transit system it might even be longer because like i mentioned you know the 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 impact this has on people's psyche it's tricky. Uh, will mm-hmm. people want to go back to a transit system? Uh, will they have confidence being in such tight spaces? Like, for instance, right in the Lexington Avenue line at rush hour, you, you sometimes get up and you're nose to nose with people in there or right. nose to armpit and it's so crowded. So how do people return? I've been asking questions about that. It's really going to be uh, a very interesting time to cover this, as it always is. But I think this is particularly interesting, given the challenges that will face the MTA in terms of its finances, uh, in terms of its service levels, in terms of its relationship with a public that has traditionally uh, been somewhat skeptical toward the MTA. Now, obviously, this week was was really up your alley with the whole MTA and the subways and everything. Have you been following these briefings though from day one? How, how have you rated their, you know, their response to this through their briefings? You know, one of the one of the things that uh, I've 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 listened, I have, have followed them. I, I pay particularly close attention when the issues that I cover most closely, transportation, come up. So it's something that we're all watching, we're all paying attention, uh, and and I've always got my ears. Uh, tuned up for whenever they mention the subway, and this mm. week in particular, it is it has taken off. Uh, I think everyone is uh, sufficiently uh, disgusted by some of the images that have come out of this, by some of the reporting, uh, which I which I mentioned earlier about the the unruly behavior, mm. the increase in crime. 
uh, and just a general vibe. So all of that, you put it together, and uh, now you're seeing really a focus on something that is so important to our city and to our region. Do we see arrests? I'm, I kind of want to get your thought on that. Do we see arrests between one and five now, or will people, you know, obey, I, obey this? I, I, I don't know. You know, look, the police officers, the the NYPD, the MTAPD, they're going in there, uh, I think, to make an effort to get people off of the trains, out of the stations, and steer them towards some form of help, some form of social service. Now, if you have an unruly situation, if you have someone who is going to be willing to brawl with a bunch of uh, police officers, uh, that that could be a different story. Um, Hopefully it it doesn't come to any violence uh, in the subway system. There have already been uh, multiple murders just in this short time uh, that this has been going on, including uh, an arson fire back in March that killed uh, a train operator that uh, investigators believe was set intentionally. So the goal is to uh, not have this slip any further uh, into right. a dark hole. Uh, you you tackle the city on a lot of your things. So have the MTA workers been wearing their masks? I feel like that was a topic that's been kind of mentioned to me that maybe these guys aren't wearing yeah, their masks. Yeah, in early March, in early March, the MTA was recommending per uh, the advice of the Centers for Disease Control and their own uniform policy that workers not wear masks. And then I reported the, about bus workers uh, who wanted masks, who were pushing for masks, and they were being told no, even though there was a, a stockpile of masks in the bus depots. That all changed. The MTA has since given out oh, north of a million masks. They've uh, increased their uh, supply of gloves, of disinfectant, of of, sanita- of uh, hand sanitizer, I'm sorry, and all in an effort to try and make for a safer working environment. But uh, I, I, I don't think uh, you can get around um, that number uh, which is which is really high and, and, and very sad of the number of transit workers who have died uh, as a result of, of coronavirus. And uh, the MTA has, has said it will pay their survivors of uh, those people who died from this $500,000. That's that's really amazing, actually, out of all this. Uh, luckily, though, I mean, there has been many deaths. There has not been many deaths on the, on the subway system, or has there been via COVID-19. Is there any stats on that? Well, who's to say uh, at this point? You know, you really need to get full reports from the medical examiner. But I did do a story in the city.nyc a few weeks back about um, deaths in the train. There was there was one morning when two people uh, died, one in a uh, terminal station in the Bronx, the other on board a train. I believe it was a J train in Brooklyn. And and that one, the J train, it was noted in the report that this woman was uh, vomiting on a platform Mm. and, uh, and and that she exhibited symptoms of COVID-19. That's just something that went into the internal report. But all of this is uh, going to be interesting uh, to continue to follow because this is something that's, that's really not going away anytime soon. One more question for you. I know you got to get back on deadline, so thanks for taking time to do this. But is it um, isn't it a miracle that we hadn't 
shut down the whole subway system like was uh, speculated early on? Well, you know, it's it's rare. It's very, very rare for the New York City subway system to shut down. Uh, in my years covering the system, it closed during Hurricane Sandy it, back in 2012. It closed the year before that for, I think that was Hurricane Irene. So uh, they, they closed it to protect the equipment. Closed during the, some other blizzards and blizzards that really didn't turn out to be much. So it's always precautions uh, that are taken during blackouts during blizzards during big storms hurricanes or labor unrest in this case it's unusual that the mta is taking the step of shutting down for four hours every night uh, the entire system for for daily disinfectant because uh that that's that's a public health move and it's uh, a move that's uh, geared at putting the system back in a better working order well, I know they were doing a darn good job trying to do every three times a day disinfecting, and I guess now the number's going to jump up. So we'll have to see. Uh, Jose Martinez, the city NY, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Oh, thank you, Alex, for having me. Always a pleasure. Thank you very and, much. Uh, and for those who missed it tonight, you can catch it tomorrow morning because I just. Well, thanks again. Uh, yes, you did. We were able to catch it today as well. And. Um... Again, his big piece out today, NYC Subway late night closure throws some riders off track. And we do hope the violence goes down during this. We do hope that uh, those who are sick find help immediately on the subways during the day. And we hope there aren't many brawls at these stations when the shutdown from 1 to 5 a.m. kick in. That's all I got to say on all that. We will see you again tomorrow. Pretty much a sports-themed day. I'll let you know more as we get into the day, uh, into Saturday. Talk to you soon. And follow me, Alex G in NYC is my Twitter. Alex G in NYC is my Twitter. And alex.garrett21 at yahoo.com is my email. Talk to you soon.